criminal. <laughs> Is it the dance that you like so much? Yeah, definitely. I've always felt that the dance really expressed me the most. Yeah? No. Not singing? Not... No, I'm a terrible dancer. Not climbing all over people. No. In fact, whenever I've been at an audition where I have to dance, I always make sure to dance next to somebody who's really good so they steal focus from me. Well, that's kind of a smart idea. Got me into two shows. <laughs> Three, maybe. <laughs> well, I'm Kirsten, and I am hanging out here with Lisa. Hey, guys. It's still Lisa over here. Yeah, and this is the podcast, What the Ship Are You Doing? What the Ship Are You Up To? Yeah. What have you guys, how are you? How are you shipping with yourselves, with people around you during quarantines? How's that working out for you? Yeah. Let us know. Send us a message. Um, we haven't done an episode in a couple of weeks, but yeah. that's all right. Quarantines, man. Yeah. It's crazy how sometimes it's more busy when you have nothing to do. Right? Listen, yeah. I've I had a lot of work to do. I had to watch 12 seasons of Criminal Minds, you guys. It's very important. It, it was a lot of work, and, and now I'm investigating where the hell is season 13. <laughs> Seriously. Why is it the only option $90? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to pay that much money to see the, the middle season of the show. Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But we are back. We are here. We are discussing relationshiping and uh, our thoughts about it. Quality communication. What do you find to be quality communication? What works for you in your relationship? You guys have any ideas? (laughs) Um, We were discussing a topic for today. I think we were out in the little bitty hot tub in our backyard and saying, what is a good subject? And then we came across the term um, being a good person. Yeah, what does that mean? And what is the qualifier for that? You know, because a lot of people, you know, I remember people looking at me and saying, well, I'm a total shit, but I'm a good person. Like, like, what, what does that, that mean? What does that mean? Are you self-destructive but better to other people? Like, what, is, what does it mean to be a good person? Sure. Uh, because I think there's a lot of different definitions, being a good person. Because if you ask someone who's highly religious, obviously, uh, some higher power is going to be a part of that. Right. If you ask... Uh, someone else being a good person is um, thinking of the other guy. If you ask someone else, they're going to be, t- they're going to say probably me. This would be my opinion. Yeah, tell me um, your opinion. The better I am to myself, the better I am to other people. Mm, that sounds like uh, being a good person as an action. I really like yes. that. I feel like the be- the the more positive good things I do and keep for myself, the better I am to the people around me. Yeah, um, and it's it's a type of selfishness that has nothing to do with um, God. What is the word I want? I need a, like a, a thesaurus for the word selfish. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can Google. Sure, but it, what I think what I'm hearing from you is like it's a selfishness that doesn't involve taking from anyone else. Yes, and I think that's the key right there is because no one else is losing out because you're choosing you. Right. Agreed. You guys, it takes me ever to type the word synonym because uh, my fat thumbs always hit the M and the N when I don't want them to. Mm. If I want the M, I hit the N. If I want the N, hit the M. Rescue me, autocorrect. Let's see. Mostly, I'm looking at words, uh, egotistical, self-centered, egocentric. So really, I'm not talking about the selfishness that has to do with ego. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the selfishness that has to do with... um, 
self-protection. Mm-hmm. I always see ego as that that um, arrogant part of us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, proper selfishness isn't about arrogance. It's about self-protection yeah. or self-preservation. And not in a fight or flight way, but in like a sitting on the couch taking care of yourself way. Right. It sounds like a, a self-care idea. Right. So um, my... Uh, what I feel like a good person is, is comes down to intention. Yes. So for me, um, I'm much more interested in what someone's intending to communicate or to do or to be or to create in mm-hmm. their life. And then from there, uh, the rest of the details are, are about, um, I just lost my train of thought. The rest of the details are about how to negotiate that with the culture and the people around you, love languages, those kinds of things. Like, how do I clearly communicate my intention with you or with someone else? And that is something that we negotiate as we're relationshiping. But in the end, and and from the beginning, what is the intention here? And what is the intention with you? And what is the intention with her and them and this? It's like uh, if I look at you and say, oh my God, you're such an asshole. Yeah. That's me pointing out something. But if I look at you and you, God, you're such an asshole. Like, it's all about the intention it's of what very I, how I said it, right? Uh, right. But I still called you an asshole either way. Right. One of them is calling you out in a loving way and the other is calling you out in a diminishing way. Right. right. And I think that's also why I don't prescribe to the idea that all swear words are bad. I think it's the intention or energy behind any word. Sure. Because I can call you a duck. Right. And it could be so degrading. <laughs> One of my favorite insults I ever heard in a play is one guy turns to the other and calls the other calls him a dumb cluck, a dumb cluck. You dumb cluck, right? And I was like, "That's you got to have an accent with that." And actually, I have to give uh, props to uh, the American South for giving insults and um, positive feedback in ways that it's not about the words you say; it's about the tone you use. Mm-hmm. Um, Oprah talks about, you know, uh, the first time a woman or the first time anybody ever told her she was pretty was this nice white lady from church. And she said, you're just as pretty as a speckled pub. And that there's no <laughs> such thing as a speckled pub. But she felt beautiful because the woman said something kind to her in a kind way. Mm-hmm. Intention. Yeah. Right. I like that. And yeah. I think intention can also carry into our actions and how we're being. So it's like, it's that thing where it's like, I might do my very best on something Mm. in order to show love. Mm -hmm. And it may not be perfect. Mm. But the intention is that I'm sharing love, and that can be enough. And it it helps me get away from my tendencies of obsessing around perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm much more interested in what someone means to do, be and say, and creates that than I remember doing exercises like that with my students, you know, Mm. teaching them that I wanted them to do their best. Um, Because as early as as, uh, pre-K, kids are looking to see what other kids are doing. Right. Right? They're already seeking approval instead of just sitting down and and coming up with the drawing. Everybody, we're going to sit down and we're going to draw a tree. And I want you, Alexander, to draw your best version of a tree. And you, Sophia, I want you to draw your best version of a tree. And I'm going to have a whole forest of really cool, different-looking trees. Yeah. Right? But if if I sit something down in front of them and say just color it in right sure they're all going to color it in and it's all going to be a little bit different but their idea is sort of taken away and so their intention is sort of robbed from them 
because Absolutely. they don't get they don't get to have the freedom of that uh, initial expression. Yeah. Right. So how do you maintain for yourself? You talked a little bit about self-care, mm-hmm. but I know you talk a lot about how independence is a big part of you feeling like a good person or some maybe like uh, I feel like when I'm at my peak of independence, when I feeling most independent is when I get to make decisions based on what it is I think and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily trying to diminish the people in my life. It's about do I make choices mm-hmm. that I feel good about? Yes. Do I, am I behaving like the person I want to be no matter who's around me? Right. Am I my idea of what a good person is? Yes. And yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, it's like, inside of me I like to feel in alignment Mm -hmm. like I want uh, part of feeling like a good person to me is when I feel like I'm being honest Mm -hmm. and authentic Mm -hmm. and transparent and that what comes out of my mouth is truly what I mean Mm -hmm. and that is not always easy in practice and it's something that I'm I'm working on as a person Um, but that's when I feel like I'm most uh, solid. And, and part of, for me, being a good person is making sure I'm taking care of myself physically and emotionally and mentally right. and, and, and adding in meditation or healthy eating or whatever those things look like for me. Um, and I, I know we talk a lot about self-care, but really it is that regular practice that we have with ourselves. And sometimes that self-care can look like going for a drive or right. or sitting alone in a room, you know? I think um, a lot of too, uh, a lot of the concept for me uh, of what a good person is or how being a good person um, associates to others is also um, the word judgment mm. because we all have the ability to judge. Uh, but judgment is at its core designed for you to decipher for yourself. When we take our ability to judge and put it on someone else or put it on someone else's experience – we suddenly rob them of that in our own mind. Hmm. So we'd have turned ourselves into thieves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When really judgment, you know, uh, I remember hearing in uh, religious studies in church before where they're like judgment, you know, they even talk about it in church, you know, judge not lest ye be judged. Right. Most of Christianity is trying to keep people from that pitfall. Mm-hmm. They're not very good at it. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um. But I think religionists sort of get the back end on, on a lot of concepts because there, uh, there are so many people within religion and religious yeah. ideas that there are those who do follow and want uh, good things for other people. And there are those who are just shit well, people. In the end, we are people. Yes. And I think we all are. That, uh, yeah. And, and it's easy to fall into those, you know, struggles of judgment or self-judgment. Right. Well, and like I said, self-judgment is, is, I believe, what it's for. I believe that being able to judge a, a moment or a situation for yourself mm-hmm. is what that judgment is for. But the minute I say, you should, I should, I should stop right there. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I feel like sometimes, or I, I was going to say, so I 
in, a, in addition to understanding what I feel like makes me a good person, I also have criteria for the type of person outside of me that I want to frequent or have sure. in my space. But again, that's a judgment for yourself. What do I want yes. to bring in? Well, and, and I love that you brought that up because it, it pairs really well with the idea that I'm really interested, not necessarily in what that other person is up to. Right. I, I do enjoy listening to someone's passions and dreams and desires. That's mm-hmm. different. But the people I choose to spend a good amount of time with, I'm interested in how they're impacting me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm yeah. around them, do I feel like I can be me or do I feel like I have to filter myself constantly? Right. When I'm around this person, when I walk away, do I feel good about the exchange or do right. I feel exhausted? And some of that isn't always on them. Some of, them. some of that is me being in tune enough to be my authentic self and to choose when I've had too much right. of interactions. But it comes down to what is their impact on me and does that help me continue to walk my path in the way I'm confident about? Right. Jerry Seinfeld said years ago, uh, uh, someone was asking him about uh, why he decided to get married finally, you know, because he was single for a very long time. And he said it had to do with my comfort level with her being in my space or someone being, you know, the, how like you, it's hard to decide if you like somebody until they're like really in your space. Sure. Yeah. And that's when you're like, how comfortable am I? Wordlessly or... Right. And I feel like that is kind of how I I try to live my life is like, what's my comfort level with this person around? And some of that also has to do with me not giving a shit about their judgment or their opinion. Um, and, And that idea is also a little skewed because obviously I care about your opinion as a human being. Right. But if you have decided to wrap yourself in some sort of block and that's where you judge from, that's usually going to go poorly mm-hmm. in my space. Sure. We actually, uh, Lisa and I just watched the most recent Star Wars movie. Mm. And I was saying that I really enjoy, this. Is, there's no this spoilers the in this. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, The Rise of Skywalker. I really enjoy the character of Rey because when she's hanging out with Finn and Poe, two guys, and they're bickering, she does not acknowledge it or uh, involve herself in it. Right, or, she doesn't try to intervene and because she she's like, not my place, I don't she care. She doesn't try to fix it. She's right. just doing her thing and they're both there doing their thing. And I feel like that's that's a goal I'd like to get to is where I don't feel like I have to intervene in someone else's experience. And I can be still Zen in the space right. without being affected, aware of it, right, sure. Because other people's bullshit isn't about you. Now, if someone yeah. comes to you and asks your advice or That's asks your different, opinion, yeah. or you know, they message you and tell you about their terrible, lousy day, you most of the time that person is seeking some sort of, of kindness back. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to uh, in my opinion, that's all you got to do. That's all you have to be is, yeah. is kind to the person who's handing you their shit. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have to fix anything or even offer advice. You could just listen right. and ask questions. That's one of my favorites because really in the end, they're only going to take their own advice. Right. And actually, when we think of like if we can break it down even to the simple, when I was in the fourth grade, I moved schools for the first time. Right. Okay. So I was brand new to this school. Uh, and I was, pl- it was mid semester, the first semester of school. And I, and I was playing on some uh, playground equipment that no one was at because I didn't really have any friends yet. Um, and these two girls, twins, uh, twin sisters, they come over and they're like, we want to play here. So you have to leave. And I was like, I don't want to leave. I'm going to 
play here because I'm like swinging around on the bars or whatever, yeah. you know, and they're like, you have to go. And I was like, no, I don't think I will. And of course, me and my defiant little self, I went and played on that thing friggin' every day. And those girls hated me <laughs> so much because I didn't do what they said. Yeah. You know, it's fourth grade drama, right? Yeah. Um, and a couple months later, we were doing what our, or like our seasonal school program, right? And one of them had a solo. And I remember thinking, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but she was actually good. She was a good singer. And my little self was already into good singers, right? Um, and so, because I was already listening to like musical theater stuff and whatever. Yeah. Um, and so after a rehearsal one day, I went up to one of the twins and I was like, I really liked your song. Yeah. And, she, and then suddenly I had two new best friends. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> because... <laughs> kids see things so differently but it was like just because I didn't do what they say they didn't approach the thing with hey we want to play here come play with us they didn't approach it that way right they yeah. had they had to separate me out from them but once I said something kind to them which took a couple of months but once I was finally kind and, and said something nice to them they were like oh she's nice let's be nice to her too yeah. like it's so simple sometimes yeah sure there was a lot of s's in that sentence <laughs> sure is like Massachusetts just take all the s's <laughs> I'll be over here in California <laughs> <laughs> you're great um, I was going to say that I want to talk about some of the things that can get in the way of mm. being a good person. What gets in the way? Well, our own judgments, when we turn them on other people, yeah, that can get us. I think anytime, because when we lose our perception of, of judgment, we, we can turn to all sorts of terrible tools like deception or defiance mm. or manipulation mm -hmm. um, to be seen a certain way. Or even just socially, you know, sometimes we'll, you know, we'll do that. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you. I have to go because you don't want to talk to that person. Or... Right. Absolutely. Um, I feel like there are, uh, if I, ha I actually have pulled up in front of me, the Ma Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I feel like. What is this? I've never heard of it. Yeah. So this is a thing that I learned about in psychology classes in college, where basically they're, imagine a pyramid and there's different tiers of the pyramid. And at the very bottom is like physical needs, such as like food, water, warmth, and rest. Mm -hmm. So if those things are not being met, it's nearly impossible to think about or function in anything higher than that, right? Sure. So the base needs are physiological needs. Then right above that is safety. So security and safety. So if someone doesn't feel safe, mm -hmm. it's unlikely they're going to be having any sort of psychological health about them. Sure. Then above that is the psychological needs. The bottom rung of that is belongingness, love needs, so intimate relationships and friends. So you mm -hmm. need to feel like you belong. Belonging, yeah. Um, the one above that is esteem needs. So prestige, feelings of accomplishment. It's like that self-confidence, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Then above that, the very top of the pyramid is self-fulfillment needs. So it's self-actualization. -actual wow. That one was rough. It's You know, I made it sound like I went to college, but yeah. turns out I didn't learn English. <laughs> self Skip that day. Nope. So. <laughs> Achievement of one's full potential. <laughs> Including, I love it. including Actu actualization. Actualization. There you go. Thank you. We did it. I needed my mirror 13. neurons to like <laughs> hear it. Um, 
it's the achievement of one's full potential, including creative um, activities. So it's mm. like sometimes there's been a lot of pressure during the quarantine to be creative, but right. you can't be creative if you don't have toilet paper, you know, unless right. you're trying to be creative about finding toilet paper and it right. feels like or it's Or even if you're solving. stressed about the income that you would need to even buy more toilet paper once it's finally back on a market. And what if they jack right. up the prices? And I can't think of anything creative because I'm worried that I can't get what I need. Absolutely. Right. And it's so a vicious cycle. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I am not addressing my base needs or my psychological needs, I am much less likely to feel proud of myself or feel like I'm being a good person or communicating clearly and authentically with sure, people yeah. around me. I know my intentions are all jacked off. Jacked off. <laughs> <laughs> um, not we'll what I meant. Back. We'll just go back. Yeah. So, uh, Your intentions are all jacked up? Yeah, they're yeah. just a bit jacked up. up. <laughs> I might just leave that in. I think you should. Um, Do not remove it. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm saying is like I oftentimes when I feel like I'm not being kind or people around me are giving me feedback that, hey, what you said just there co- sounds like you're trying to communicate this. And I'm like, oh, no, I I, I may right. not mean that. But I'm way over here in base needs, not feeling safe or secure or mm-hmm. something like that. And unfortunately, insecurities sabotage everything above this in the pyramid. Mm -hmm. So I can't have... What's the name of this pyramid again? Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. It's a very... Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. I'm going to make a painting of that later. Oh, it's really, it's really good. It's just... Art. (laughs) uh, I really like it because I, I just some of those base concepts that are very well uh, known about in the psychology world. Mm -hmm. And it, it, there's a lot of evidence to support it. And I feel like, you know, checking in with myself when I've talked about this in previous episodes this is what I've been visualizing in my head is like checking all the way up the pyramid like mm-hmm. where am I at why am I feeling stuck oh am I are my needs being met are my safety needs being met am right. I feeling belonging honestly a lot of times that's where I find the gap is like oh I feel disconnected from you right now or I feel disconnected from her right now or him right now and why is that and what can I do yeah. have I not said something I need to say yeah and trusting those gut feelings and acting on them makes all the difference and then I feel like I can be a good person again which is just it's it's so basic yeah but it really works for me that's fantastic it's also important I think to find what is important to you as Mm -hmm. a human as an individual what are the things that you find important in yourself and then the people you surround yourself with because on one hand you want people who mirror your good traits uh, and then uh, also show you what you lack. Yeah, you want people, someone who has strengths in your weaknesses, mm-hmm. not necessarily as your partner. That's a good one too. But like, as the people in your life, it's wonderful to be able to find people who can reflect to you the things you still need. It's yes. wonderful to have friends that inspire you to be your best or to be your at your greatest. I also really like surrounding myself with diversity mm-hmm. of all kinds of different mindsets yes. because it adds more information and opportunity for me to learn, grow, and expand. Well, also, it really, I think when we are faced with things that we haven't necessarily thought of or that we haven't necessarily claimed as our ideas. Or experienced. When we when we are brought those, that really gives us the opportunity to grow as a person. Okay. You're like, oh, yes, I like that. That is challenging my idea of what a good person is. Because I'll tell you, if you had asked 20-year-old me and 40-year-old me what a good person is, two entirely different answers. Same. 
entirely different answers. Mm -hmm. And some of that is youth. Some of that is youth and religion. But 20 years later, that answer has evolved so much more and is far much more, I think, thought out and experienced. Obviously, 40 versus 20-year-old made definitely different experiences. I think for me, even just five years ago to now, Mm. I feel like I'm more forgiving now, Mm. less of like demanding the people around me to be a certain thing Mm -hmm. and much more open to experiencing the diversity of what someone's own life experiences and loving them where they're at. That wasn't a concept that I had five years ago. It wasn't a thing. Loving someone where they're at. Instead, I was always trying to fit them into the puzzle piece of what they said they wanted to be. And that's not helpful. That's their ambition. That's not who they are. Also, holding someone to their potential is not honoring them as a person. Absolutely. And it didn't work. Ever. And not, right? Turns it out. It doesn't work. Ever. That's why people fight. <laughs> I believe that truly with my whole heart. People fight because they are fighting for the potential of the other person instead of honoring who they are, where they are right now. Yes. Now, listen, if you, if I want to honor you as a person, but if you leave your shoes in the middle of the floor, I'm going to comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> what was it on the other podcast? I'm going to throw them out the window. <laughs> what was that? Uh, in our other podcast, when we were talking with Kay, I, one of the woman I highlighted, Phyllis, she and her partner would get in fights and one of them would throw, if she left her shoes out, the other one would throw them out the window. Right was very funny lesbian couple i'm gonna find just a pile of shoes in the backyard there are there is i was wondering if that was you no i was vacuuming yesterday and so i moved everything out of here and we have like a a row of shoes by the back door and so i had to put them outside so i could vacuum and then i forgot to bring them back in oh yeah my beef my beef i also leave my shoes out so you know there's that (laughs) (laughs) well i love talking with you thank you for doing this is there anything is there anything else about being a good person that you wanted to I feel like we covered the bases here. I really like that pyramid. I am going to make some sort of artwork over it, I think, for the house. I think it's a good idea. Right here on this wall. Yes. And you can definitely, most of them rainbow it up. I think you would really like that. (gasps) A rainbow, you'll say? Yes, I know how much you love the rainbows. I mean, if I have to. You are so gay. (laughs) So gay. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you again next time, whenever that is. Take care now. Bye. Bye.